Welcome to Gaia's Voice. I'm Pepper Lewis. For the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of listening to our Earth speak directly through me in a process that is sometimes called channeling. Over centuries, our Earth has been called Gaia, an affectionate and friendly term that simply means life-giving. I hope you'll find Gaia's words as meaningful and direct as I have. Welcome to Gaia's Voice. Very well. I return to our subject matter. Tis interesting that as all those who consider how the earth warms itself and how such a great change takes place, that little is understood as well of all of the other celestial bodies, for they too in their own way and in their own right have undergone such changes. All of those celestial bodies within the solar system are the elder brothers and sisters to the earth. Regardless of how you believe they have been rated or aged by your science, in what level or time and place they have been discovered, they are all humanity's elder brothers and sisters and Gaia's elder brothers and sisters in terms of the various forms of life that have been expressed upon these worlds. And so Gaia looks to these elders in the same way that you look to Gaia or to your other non-physical teacher, elders, for guidance. Not because there is fear within Gaia during this time, but because there is an understanding of how to employ currents of energy, how to embody the laws of the universe so as to bring the maximum comfort and complement to all life forms. And because the other celestial bodies have so expressed themselves, brilliantly so I might add, there is that which Gaia draws from them to complement itself and to complement all life now. The solar system now watches the unfoldment of the earth almost as you would watch those who are betrothed to one another in a wedding, almost as if you would watch those that will graduate from one level of life or truth to the next. So it is cause for celebration, as we have said earlier, even as you see chaos and redirection about you. These currents of energies, as they were understood by other worlds, are available to Gaia to draw upon. In essence, the other celestial bodies then act as midwife to Gaia, to give birth to humanity, to give humanity's consciousness back to itself. And because a great part of humanity has also made their way on these other worlds before, they also then complement and accelerate the very DNA that animates you. You will wonder at times, how does the restructuring of the DNA take place? If it seems as if the resources of the world are in demise, even with my current understanding of spirit, I see not how it would take place. There are energies and currents of energies that flow to the earth now, from all points within the universe, the galaxy, and the solar system. 
and as these combine and recombine, they animate parts of your DNA that are sent to you by your elder ancestors, if you like, and even by parts of your own being that has dwelled in other places and even now dwells upon and within other worlds. It is a multi-dimensional universe. You are never without or complemented by not only the kingdoms of the elements of this world, but those elements and energies that may express themselves upon other worlds. It seems to you that they are far away, either far into your past or in your future, but it is more than that. They are part of your present as well. They are part of your evolution. And in moments such as these, where there are leaps and bounds to be accepted, there are gifts to be accepted as well. I bring this to your awareness so that when you look to the stars, you will truly see them as your brothers and sisters, as environments that were your own, are your own, and as that which smiles upon you and lights your path in more ways that you can even now imagine. Our topic for the evening then, as we have so named it, is the globing, the warming of the globe. But beyond that, we speak of much more. We speak of the evolution of humanity as we always do. We speak of the warming of the heart. We speak of the expansion of the consciousness. And in so saying, I ask once and now and always, how may I be of service to you? I ask now what questions may come forth from those that gather and those with an earshot of what way is recorded. How is it that Gaia may be of assistance? And the subject is one and all and open to one and all. Gaia, what uh, comments would you make about Al Gore's presentation uh, and the tone, the, the uh, information presented and the tone of his presentation on the topic of global warming? The information is approximately 67% accurate. More than half, less than whole. Now, if it would be that they had not needed to substantiate a great amount of what was put forth, and they could have allowed their own conjecture to guide them, it would have been more accurate. This is one time in which science and their need, based upon the knowledge that they would indeed be criticized for their endeavor, the knowingness that they must scientifically add and decipher every fact to back it up by this expert or that panel or what it may be, this in essence created less accuracy than if they had allowed themselves to say, look here, it stands to reason and logic that this is the direction in which we are going. Also, had they allowed themselves simply to offer some of the ideas that are already being considered that would be of true assistance, some of the future technologies, we will say, 
some of the ideas that are being bandied about, even those that would seem most ridiculous. They would have drawn the attention of a great many younger minds, creative minds, and those that could have furthered those projects. But in their attempt to make it as factual as possible, and of course they are to be commended for this, they relayed less facts than what were available. It would have been better just as your movies have multiple endings to create one for the scientific community and one version for the visionary community. Both would have been successful in their own right. Only these comments can be made. Of course, you understand that there can be no judgment or opinions, but these comments, as you have asked for them, can come forth. Thank you so much for writing the book. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Julia speaks. Uh, Mike, I have several questions, but um, one is uh, relating to the fact that all of the planets in our solar system are actually warming up at the present time. And is this due to the movement through the photon belt? Or entering the yes, it is the proximity of evolution itself. So the entire solar system, in essence, is expanding, and it is that expansion that is causing a warming for the other celestial bodies as well. It will not have near as grand effect as it does upon the Earth, but there is a warming. Just as when oil or combustion expands because of the warmth, that expansion covers a great many aspects or dimensions, yes? Yes. Uh, my next uh, question would be about Maldek, and um, from my information is uh, the race from Maldek um, came to Earth and created the uh, pyramids for the purpose of um, moving the virile energy from uh, Earth to uh, Maldek, which when that was enacted, it acted like a crystal and destroyed Maldek, which at that time was when uh, the races on the other planets were, or the whole solar system became disoriented or um, a, a great movement took place. Uh, can you shed any light on that or? Um, Your understanding is somewhat accurate, is not completely accurate. Upon the great world Maldek, so many ideas came about as to how to restructure, divide, conquer, reintegrate, live within the planet, live upon the planet. So many aspects came forward that there came a great division rather than a great unity. And although it was a time of great evolutional perspective, this perspective dwelled within some and not within others. And at a time when a great evolutional consciousness could have come forward to unify all, and at a time when great leadership in terms of councils could have unified, they did not. Therefore, instead, the pendulum swung to its opposite. And so a great division came, a dividing of nations, a dividing of peoples, a dividing of beliefs and sciences, a dividing of the planet and its resources, 
and all that could be divided, the atom, what it would be, the hemispheres of the brain, all began to divide and to separate until even the races of men's and women's came to find separation as well. And here the balance of power shifted irrevocably so and this began to cause its disintegration. During this great time came an exodus of many that traveled not only to the earth but to other worlds as well. And there are those that made an important decision to move within the planet at a time that the planet was near to destroy itself. And so it was the great dividing of all energies at a time where unification was most necessary. This is what caused the demise. Now, this will not cause the demise of the earth. However, this very subject, this very technique, if we will call it that, is what will cause the demise of nations and cultures and peoples and governments and countries. For if you look about the world now, you will see that in many such places only unity could bring about change now. Only unifying peoples or borders or thoughts or such is the only thing that it could seem. And yet you already begin to see that at this great time where unity is needed, the pendulum has already swung to the opposite and you have now the great dividing. And this is what will cause the demise of many. Now look to your own country and see if this is not possible. See if it is not the time in which it is time to unite peoples and races. See if it is not a time in which it is perhaps to erase certain borders or to ease them. See if it is not time to redistribute resources, to recombine techniques to educate or what it would be. And it will be important to see now how the pendulum will swing in this now country. Look importantly to your next grand election and to the one that will come beyond that as well. These will give to you the very great clues as to how it will go. And so the inner voice that we spoke of earlier, it will become more clear in its direction to you based upon this as well. Thank you for this evening. And I'm curious, it sounds like as individuals, the wisest thing we could do is go inside and have discernment to hear the accurate mind, voice, oh, inner being. Oh no, the wisest thing you can do is go to play in environments that may not be here tomorrow. Your inner environment promises to be there today and tomorrow and the day beyond that, but you cannot say the same for all of the other outer environments. But you will note that the more that you place yourself in the outer environments, the inner ones will find deep complement as well. Uh, that's my question. How do you have, could you comment on appropriate ways to deepen our method of going in and discerning and yes. hearing the inner? Wholeheartedly choose to be in this body, in this time, at this time, upon this world, and to be an active 
agent for change. If there be chaos, let it begin with me. Now, of course, that is difficult to say. But let us examine what chaos is. It is restructuring. And to say, let the restructuring begin with me, does not sound the same as let me draw chaos or drama to myself. See? It is to say, let that purpose which I have chosen to live be lived actively and consciously through me. It is to choose this now time. It is to choose all that you see about you and say, I have chosen this. I have chosen the earth to warm itself. I have chosen this home. I will choose my next home. Not the small personality I, the grandness that I am, the indefinite infinite beingness that I am has chosen out of its infinite wisdom to choose to place itself here and now because out of all of the other choices it was the grandest one that could be made and so it was. Now if you are capable of making the grandest of all such choices certainly you are capable of seeing all of those choices through to fruition meaning that it is not simply that you are here to suffer your way through the next several years. You do not come here to suffer yourself, I assure you. Neither have you put yourself to suffer at the feet of others. You have placed yourself here because you saw a great light here at this time and because you wish to combine your light with that which you saw. And so now you find yourself in the time and the place in which light comes from all directions, including from within. And I assure you, it will light your way. It will not dim at this time. It will become ever increasingly brighter. And for some, it will be as a wide beam spectrum. And for others, it will be as a laser-like precision. But it will be, I assure you. And you are part of that grandness. Yes? Yes. Indeed. Greetings, Gaia. I greet you. Hi. It is a great evening. I would like to clarify just for myself what you have said tonight about, about the warming of the globe. And I call it warming of the globe. I call it climate change as well as global warming. From what you have said this evening, I would surmise that the warming of this planet is not being directly caused by our emissions, that in the grand scheme of things, there's obviously a bigger cause. What part of this is mankind playing in the pollution of the planet? Very well. As we have said to others, we will say again, imagine that a time such as this comes about every 10,500 years or so every 11,000 years, 11,500 years or so, the part that humanity plays is to accelerate that by approximately 100 years. Between 100 to 250 years, and at the most at other times as well, by as much as almost 500 years. 
Therefore, out of 11,000 or so years, humanity quickens it to approximately a 10,500-year cycle by its dilly-dallying, by its dabbling into all of the ways in which it does based upon its unconscious need to absorb more resources. Now, all ways it would have come about. It would have come about. Better it is it comes about with humanity being consciously aware of it. It came about to the Maya. Some of the Maya were consciously aware of what was coming. Others were not. Those that were not began with the great mutilations of the body and the sacrificial rites and such. Those that were most conscious began to train and retrain themselves and to study the, both the past and the future and see where else to insert themselves throughout history and the future in order to bring about change. So when those historians now study the Maya and they say there is the first period and the second period and the last period and they cannot quite understand where they could have gone wrong when they were such a great mathematicians and such, they did not know that out of this great time that came, a dividing of the differences between them cause an acceleration for some and others a retardation of their consciousness because they did not call forward their own evolution. The same comes about for humanity now. There are those that will cause now their own acceleration and that of others. And there are those that will draw to themselves by the closing of the mind and the heart their own retardation, not of the soul, but of their physicality. And in some ways it will influence the soul as well, but not greatly. So humanity draws to itself based upon its level of consciousness, its level of escape from that consciousness to its next level. In essence, humanity is almost being asked to escape the gravitational pull of the earth now to expand into the next realm, the next dimension, the next truth, reality. And there are those that will do so and greatly, and there are those that for the sake of their resources, they will perish in seeking the same resources. How much of humanity contributes to one or to the other? Approximately 73% of humanity is unconscious now. 27% or so consider themselves somewhat capable of restoring themselves or the planet if need be, of making choices that would be more appropriate. Based upon these numbers, it is still likely that 73% of the planet will meet a different end than the other 27%. These numbers will change. They do change moment by moment and year by year. That is where they stand today, so that you will know it. Does this answer your question sufficiently? Almost. Very well. What it explains to me is the shifts that, that are happening, how looking from them, looking at them from the present and from the future, as you were talking earlier, how they shift, how the perspective shifts in terms of how 
mankind will, and I will use the word survive these changes, how, how many of us will be able to stay here or who will choose to stay here. And I think that part of us will choose to move into higher dimensions to continue the work. And lower dimensions to continue the work. My original question had been, and I think, yes, you did answer that about the 500 years that we propel things forward in terms of the evolution making the changes happen sooner rather than later. Um, if we shift on the planet the way we use our resources, if we, for instance, were to use better forms of energy in the next 10 years, um, to stop using so much petroleum-based substance in existence, would we raise that number of, from, you know, can we raise the consciousness of the planet to shift the changes? Perhaps. Now. Assuming the answer that was given earlier, and assuming your now question, if it is the same 27% that reduce emissions, that make greater choices, and it is the same 73% that simply benefit by it all the while saying, I do not believe the earth is warming or changing and I will continue about my business, then the numbers do not change. So it must be that the lesser must affect the greater, and the greater must allow itself to be affected in order for the numbers to shift the balance. Now, all the while that there is a shifting or chaos reordering itself, it reorders itself in ways that you cannot yet imagine. So to speak simply in terms of percentages, 2773 based upon all being as frozen number as if now it is not an accurate perspective for during that time there will be those that come to the earth and go from the earth for an entire variety of purposes and reasons and this each one shifts the consciousness of the earth what if one arrives tomorrow by what means they do that are not now counted in the 73 or the 27, and they have the ability to shift both of these corners or aspects in complete different ways. This also shifts. What if one that is young and not even considered by these percentages comes forward with a grand scheme that can then rebuild the earth in different ways? a purification system for the air, a filtration system for the water, a new way to redistribute the world's wealth and resources. All of this has the ability to shift the balance of power. The balance of power is not in the governments. The balance of power dwells within each individual. That balance of power shifts and economies shift, not the other way around. The balance of power within the heart, within the mind, and within the expansion of the soul has the ability to shift all that will be upon the planet. When we speak then, as your question suggests, 
of what can be done by some individuals or groups that will accelerate or slow such changes. All of this is entirely possible, but more I say to you in ways that you cannot now imagine, not simply by the emissions, not simply by the resources as they are calculated now. This is simple and it is simplistic, and it is not that the answer that I offer to you is more complex, it is simply more dimensional. That which you will see revealed shifting throughout the planet is consciousness, not simply the mind's ideas of how to repair itself or how to extend a few more years into the future, but a true evolutional shift. This is what you will witness. In the past, uh, I believe Tesla um, had ideas of free energy as well as a lot of um, inventors that had um, uh, cars that didn't use fossil fuels. And all of this here was pretty much um, put down. Um, now, it must have something to do with the consciousness of those that we're in power money-wise, or is that the total consciousness of the world as it stood that? An excellent question. It is both. It is those that did not wish to allow this to come forth, and it would have become yet one more resource to be manipulated, and not yet. Its time was not yet, is how best to put it. Its time is, but its time was not yet. Still, there were improvements to be made. Those that brought forth such concepts and ideas wished, above all things, aligned with their purpose, to bring them forth now, to see them before their time. Because they were great visionaries that saw moments such as those that are present now upon the earth. So their purpose was not simply to better humankind, their purpose was also then not to bring forth the now time, to avoid this now time at all costs. This slowed the very energy by which their inventions would facilitate the earth and its inhabitants. They caused the polarity of their own swing, in essence, understand? Where they would have swung the pendulum in one direction, because there was an agenda associated with a purpose, meaning not this. This slowed it. It did not make it so in their life. This is one perspective. Of course, there are other perspectives, for each answer always has more than one. It was also true that there were those that controlled the resource that did not wish to see them so easily scattered. The Earth is not a free planet. It is one of free choice and free will, or so it would seem. But its resources are not free. In fact, they are quite costly. And there are those that manage the resources just so, that wish to continue for that cost to expend itself. There are many such now. Tesla, 
is one of many. There are many with grand ideas. Some have been sequestered. Others have been purchased and at very high prices. Others have been stolen. Others are hidden in certain banks of knowledge to be brought forward at a later time. There are a great many ideas and a great many resources. This planet is not without its resources, not in terms of its elements or in terms of its kingdoms of which humanity's grand collective mind is but one. There are the resources and the knowledge that could be put in place to make all things well now, including how to manage and harness the planet's own warmth. If an attic is too warm, can it not be seen how to funnel some of that warmth out of it? And if a home is too cold, cannot some of the warmth that is in the attic be brought in to warm the home and its inhabitants? Is the planet not but a home? And are certain layers not but an attic that are containing a great much or too much warmth? Can it not be funneled elsewhere? And are there not minds that can know how to do this? It is not such a difficult problem, not truly so. But its time is coming, and the mind must expand in the meantime, and the consciousness must be allowed to flourish, and humanity must free itself into its own sovereignty as well. All of these are linked together, and it is for this reason that Gaia sentience must allow all to play itself out, as it were, and not simply to say, look here, the answer is there, uncover it. It must be that humanity saves itself, as it were. For this itself will contribute to the evolution, you see? Indeed. Thank you very much. I have one more question uh, referring to uh, the race of Bigfoot, uh, uh, as far as the coming changes are concerned. You wish one for a husband? <laughs> <laughs> Uh -huh. I'm, I'm married. <laughs> a triad? Huh? No. <laughs> I'm just curious. I, um, I, I met one when I was about eight. Yes. In the back hills up here. And I'm curious about what they're... Uh, I, I'm curious about what... Um, how they will be affected with the changes. Though I know they're interdimensional, whether they're going to be... Um, take a more active part? They will not. They will always stay in the background. Few they are in number. Great is their heart. Small is their mind. They are committed to one another. They are committed to remaining small in numbers and hidden whenever possible. Not because they fear humanity. They simply do not understand humanity. They understand how to be amongst themselves. They understand how to nurture. They do not multiply in great numbers as humanity does. Only once, perhaps every four to seven years, are they capable of bringing forth a young one. Therefore their numbers remain quite small. And to what location they were brought on to begin with, that is where they remain. They do not travel as humanity would say, now I wish to live upon this continent or that. Where they have been put, that is where they dwell, now and always. They belong to the earth 
as much as the elements do. And they belong to the dimensions and to the kingdoms, but they belong to themselves as well. They will have a future upon the earth because they do not know change. They live only in the present moment. They have no recollection of what the past may have been or how many cataclysms the earth may have. They are not aware that the earth is warming and their environments are very stable. They are aware of their path and their patterns and they are aware of this moment. They are not even curious to what the future might bring. Their consciousness develops along with that of all of the other kingdoms. In other words, if the plant kingdom expands, they expand as a part of it. And if the animal kingdom expands, they expand a bit along with that too, drawing upon a great collective consciousness. And where humanity is concerned, they also draw upon a collective consciousness of humanity, not the individual. So they will remain for the most part as they are, with small leaps here and there, tiny compared to what humanity will do. Thank you very much. I have a question about um, the inner earth people. You were talking about the earth spinning and tilting on the inside. How does it affect those who are living inside the earth? It affects their consciousness before it affects humanity's consciousness. They, on the one hand, undergo more inner stress than humanity does. The kind of stress that pushes and changes and shifts one from within. They undergo changes in their own DNA as well. It is part of their own evolution. Now, most of those that dwell within the planet now are those that for one reason or another, for the most part, and this is a generalizing statement, for the most part, denied until the last moment what took place at the last grand evolutional shift. At the very last moment, as if a spark opened the mind and revealed to them because of that an opening to the earth, and there they were able to first survive and then thrive. They were the late comers or the late bloomers, as it were. But so be it, they made their choice and they made their home. Now, because of such, it is their choice as well to be among the first. The first to know, and the first to see, and the first to expand, and it is for this reason that many believe that those who have the greatest knowledge will come from the inner earth to be the teachers. It is because as memory serves, this was a promise made long, long ago. Because of what was granted to them, this is what they believe that they will serve. And yet, at the same time, there is great fear and great trepidation among many. They have found comfort there. Their world is not as difficult as the surface world. And they have come to be very grateful for what is there and how they dwell. A return to the surface is not exactly what they had imagined it would be, given what all looks like upon the surface now. And yet there are many that will hold true their commitment and they will carry the collective consciousness of their peoples and they will carry it forward. Now, as they come forward, how many peoples do you believe will agree? Yes, I welcome you, 
I recognize that you are from the inner earth, for you appear quite different than I do, and your knowledge is different than my own. Come into my home, where we will speak with one another, and you will tell me all that you know, and I will then change my habits upon it, for what you say will bring blessing to me. How often do you believe that would be the case? Are we talking 27% again of the world? <laughs> Perhaps more 3%. And so there is a great much work to be done still, and you might imagine their trepidation as well. Still, their purpose is their own, and they will honor a promise as much as any other being would. Their numbers will be few, and they are being conditioned now, even by the stresses and the changes within them, to weather life upon the surface and to behold their own presence regardless what is said or done unto them. They are being tempered so that they will weather it. In some ways they will be considered superhuman. Their bodies will appear slightly differently, their composition slightly different. In the same way as your superman myth makes one body seem as steel to another, these will seem unique in their own way, the very properties of the body, so that at some level, some of what they say can be proven. And of course, then they will come under risk of their own safety. So they time themselves well. They time themselves to emerge from within the earth at a similar time of those that will arrive from other worlds upon the earth. Imagine humanity then. They will say it comes from everywhere, from within the earth, upon the earth. Can we have been so ignorant? And the answer will be yes. You have been thus ignorant. Now open your eyes and your ears and see and know. So it will be well-timed, coincidentally timed. So the inner earth people, are they in third-dimensional third bodies? now or fourth or fifth dimension? It depends. They are in bodies that can be transmuted, transformed. They are in bodies that are malleable. There is a skeletal structure to their being, but one that is more elastic in nature. As you have seen, humanities is quite brittle. It was not meant to be so, it simply has become so. The exoskeleton of humanity was meant to be more fluid more rubber-like. There were a great many oils that lubricated the body just so, and entered not only the bloodstream, but the skeletal structure as well. The body was better managed. These bodies are more better managed, and their longevity is longer than that of the earth. And there is much that they can shift and teach as well. They would not think of consuming some of what humanity consumes and deems as nutritional. Thank you. Gaia, in 2010.5, in the summer, you said that we are going to have an awakening. Could you address that more, what that might look like? At this time, a great much of the numbers that have been spoken of, the 27 and the 73 and the awakening of one and the DNA restructuring of the other, by that time, a great deal of that will have been complete. 
as you might imagine, at approximately this time is when the great questions will be asked and they will need to be answered then. The great questions being such as, can we as a humanity, as a species, survive? How? Where? By what means? What are the great priorities by which I will guide my life and those of my loved ones? The very great questions will be asked and will need to be responded to then. For without an answer, humanity will not be able to move forward. How, what, where, or who is God? Where is the superconsciousness? The questions that are biblical in nature will ask and demand an answer, for it will either be that all is correct within the great holy books, or all will be proven incorrect. And where will it go then? Where will the grand religions and the religious leaders go? If the religions go, the governments go. They are linked. They are linked by leadership. They are linked because some are leaders and others are followers. If those who are only followers have no one to follow, it does not stand to reason they will automatically become leaders. They will become lost. These questions, these times, will be timed similarly. The great questions will come forward and the answers must come at that time. Some will come and some will be seen to have no answer. Problem with a solution, but not simply a question with an answer. So it is a time of great restructuring. Is the time that the crux of the matter or all subjects will be brought to the surface. This time, in essence, is more important than the grand 2012 that all will speak of. That is but a gateway by which all will have been understood at that time. It is not the true moment in question. So it comes, and comes other moments, but this is a grand one, so we bring it to your attention. You talk about our future selves assisting us in many ways. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about a group called the Bird Tribes. Um, Do you have any comment on that? These are beings of wisdom. These are beings that carry a wisdom that has not been lost. They carry a wisdom so it is carried aloft, away from the earth in essence. They carry it loftily above the earth, dropping a seed here or a being there as most necessary. The return of these tribes is as the return of knowledge, as the return of true knowledge, or you may term it wisdom. For as we have said before, it is the time in which the wise will speak, but only when asked. And it is the half-wise that will have much to say. These tribes, then, are those that carry the original seeds of truth. From one world to another, one truth to another, one dimensional paradigm to another. They carry that which cannot be diluted. 
They carry that which cannot be minimalized nor hidden. And at specific times and places they insert themselves through humanity or through any other species. These are already masters, masters in the making, masters in the knowing, masters in that of service to another humanity, to another evolution. More often than not, they are of complement to a humanoid species upon other worlds as well. They are most comfortable with the evolution of a human-like species, and they are comfortable upon the earth. And this is indeed a time of their return, began already long ago, but perhaps the numbers are great now. They are indwelling and outer-dwelling. They can manifest a body at will, or they can share your own if you will allow them. They are that which is knowledge incarnate. They are that which brings about change swiftly but easily. They are those who understand that this particular time then is not accidental in nature nor created by man in error, but a purposeful time poised for an evolutional leap. And because they know this deeply and truly is how to trust when they insert themselves into this timescape. Thank you. I'm not certain what it is that I wish to ask, but I'm going to see if I can find my question. I am here in this present moment on the earth. I understand great change is coming, and I am glad and I am receiving it within my being and my body and my soul that transformation is coming. It's coming within and without. It is something for me to accept with joy, not with fear, although I will have my own fears to confront at different times. And in hearing this and knowing this, I just wonder, is there something else that I need to understand or do other than just allow this to come forth and hold my space as a loving being on this planet? It is for you to understand that you are a full and active participant in all that takes place. And all that takes place was personally chosen by you. And that you gave yourself an invitation to your own party, as it were, so that you would not miss a moment of it. All that is created up now is part of the path and the journey and the destination and the ending and the next beginning. It is all part of a great gestation period and a great birth that unfolds as well. It can be seen to be a time of destruction and a time of warfare. It can be seen to be a time where those that are most unconscious are at the helm of the ship. But all of this is but folly. The great moments are upon you and within you because you have invited them. 
the great evolution of a celestial body and that which is both celestial and heavenly within your earthly body. All of this you have invited. Not only invited, we will be more specific. You have begged for this opportunity. Prior to this embodiment, did you say, let it not go forward without me? Let there be a body that will accept my soul. Let me be as self-aware as I may. Let what light can be shed on any subject come my way, be it by candlelight or by the brilliance of the sun. Let what moments of night and darkness are upon me, let they be minimal or let they be led by the stars. Let nothing escape me and let me not live in a vacuum from which nothing can escape. Let me be that which is led by the greatest truths, the greatest scholars and teachers. Let the light always begin within and shine upon me from without as well. If the pendulum be one that swings, let me know balance in all moments. Let me be led by an inner truth, but complemented by companions without. Let me acknowledge my own truth and that of others. And let the great spectrum of the universe dwell within my own heart as a rainbow of light as well. For such a peaceful warrior am I, that I would not stand aside but for a moment, if it is to allow another's path of light, and then my own just next to it. So be it, sweet, this was your choice. I remind you of it now. Perhaps these words are poetic to you, and yet I would suggest to you that those that you chose long ago were even more so. I simply offer to you but a simple remembrance of what can be gathered from that time. You receive it well, yes? Yes. Shall we close for the evening? <coughs> we will say the subject has been well covered. We will say we have expanded upon it and given it light and truth in ways beyond the norm. And when next you hear commentary upon such subject, Remember dearly to place yourself within the greater context, not the lesser. Yes, be there responsibility for all the choices that you make of the resources and how they are sustained or managed. But beyond that, see yourself as that resource too. And if your own resource is well maintained, be it your body and your mind and the expanding heart and the desired soul, you will be in complement with all that is change, be it chaos or order or restructure or unfathomable depth of love and compassion. All of these are resources as well and cannot be overlooked at such a time. So be it, dears, until the next moment that we gather. I withdraw myself from the channel and place myself deeply within your heart or I hope to reside. Until the next moment then.
If you've enjoyed this listening experience, you may be interested in the latest book, Gaia Speaks, Solutions for a Small Planet, available as Volume 1 and 2. I'd also like to invite you to visit my website, pepperlewis.com. Thank you for listening to Gaia's Voice.